Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. What's going on, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast brought to you by Swing Caddy. If you want a Swing Caddy and you don't want to spend 20 grand on the old TrackMan device, get a personal Swing Caddy. You can put it in your bag and take it to the range. You can take it to the golf course. It'll tell you your carry distance, your swing speed, your ball speed, smash factor, all those good fun things. Go to our website, tourjunkies.com. Click on Swing Caddy promo. When you go to check out, Type in Tour Junkies, all one word, all lowercase, in the promo box. Click Apply. And instead of paying $350 for the Swing Caddy, you pay $290. It's a good deal. Hey, this episode is all about the Northern Trust, the first event for the 2017 FedEx Cup playoffs. A field of 125. Me and Pat are going to talk about strategy for the week, what this means for you. Uh, we're going to talk about the plays that you need to you need to you need to know about, and the guys that you don't need to play, and the stats that we think are important. We also got a little bit of news today from the course, one from a player and one from a caddy that has seen the golf course and kind of what to expect. They don't want to miss that. Thanks again for downloading. May your screens be green. Enjoy the show. What's going on, golf addicts? It's the Tour Junkies podcast for the Northern Trust Open. No, not open. Just Northern Trust, I think. Don't not confuse open, really. the listeners from right off yeah, the bat. Sorry. I mean, there is a Northern uh, Trust open. Is there? Yeah. But this is just the Northern Trust. Because, you know, they switched sponsors from last That's year. Right. It was the Barclays. Barclays and, so. yeah. 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 Hey, what's up, Pat? How are you? You doing good? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. You know, I took a beating again in DFS last week. <clears throat> so that's two weeks in a row I've, I've uh, not had a good week. But, you know, it's a good field this week. Top 125 in the FedEx Cup, minus about five or six guys. And um, the season's winding down. Football is upon us. The eclipse was today. Did you did you get a chance? Uh, the eclipse sucked. <laughs> it was... It was, it was I'm, you had clouds, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty pissed about it. Because all I'm seeing yeah. on Facebook and... Twitter and whatever else is all the greatness of it and how fantastic it was and once in a lifetime experience and I didn't get to see crap. It was just a it, bunch of clouds. Listen, man, it really wasn't. It really wasn't that great. Um, I saw it. I mean, it was all right. It was cool. We were not in the whatever lane of totality or whatever it was. Um, but you know, it was all right. Well, it was pretty fun, like, everybody out of the office standing in the parking lot with weird glasses on, staring up at the sky with their mouths open. That was kind of funny. We had a lot of funny pictures, and, of course, there were some funny jokes going around the Internet. Um, you know, so that that kind of thing was fun. It took everybody's attention off of the, you know, the garbage that we're normally paying attention to. That is true. And, that is true. Uh, yeah, so that was good. But other than that, man, it really was kind of a letdown unless you were in that whatever totality place so that, I, I think you're good i think you're all good you didn't miss much um in addition to the eclipse today um what else happened anything else anything else big in your world going down let, let me i want to take a minute and check in on pat perry uh personal personal life wow How's it going? um well i have uh you know we're getting into fantasy football season too, not just not just regular real football. And uh, so I have my big fantasy draft this weekend, which 
That's right. Anybody Big who's one. been a listener for a long time knows that this is um, it's a very fun draft. We're there for we're in Tybee Island, Georgia, which is let me just tell you, if you ever want to people watch on a beach, go to Tybee Island because it's ridiculous. And uh, we're there for like three days, um, and it's just a rolling poop show. Must be nice. Must be nice. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I've got the fifth pick. Let me tell you what I'm thinking. I'm going to need Go the, I'm going to need you and the listeners to maybe talk me down off this ledge. I am really thinking of if if he's there, which I think he will be. I, I'm I'm probably going to go Ezekiel Elliott at number five. Are you kidding me? Look, here's the thing. All right, so it is a keeper league, and now my keeper is going to be Matt Ryan because I picked him in the 13th round last year, and that means uh, we go two rounds ahead, so I get to he's going to be 11th round keeper. So I'm locked in at quarterback. Good value. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty good, and. I feel like Zeke's penalty is gonna is just the suspension's gonna be lowered, or or he's gonna do like Brady did, and he's just gonna file a court motion or something like that, and it's just gonna be put off to the next year anyway. Here's the difference. There's a couple of differences. Number one, I know now. I know what you're about to say because I know this has to do with a very yeah. sensitive subject with the league. He which slapped I a girl. Yeah. He beat a girl. Much different than slightly deflated balls. Okay. True. I, and yeah, I'm with you. Th- I, I I agree with you. I do think it's going to get lowered. I don't think it's going to get lowered more than like three or four games. Um, I, I mean, I think he's going to have either a three or four game suspension. But and I think it's going to start immediately. So I, I don't think he's worth it in the first round. Definitely not. I mean, I get. Uh, I mean, I get it. But I mean, and even for a keeper league, like if you take him in the first round, you still lose him in the first round next year. Well, anybody we have in the first, we pick in our league, if you pick between in between rounds one and four, you don't get to keep anyway. So, uh, so the, yeah, the keeper no, part, I don't, I don't, I don't. Then, then, then you're picking him to, you're only picking him to try and win this year. Yeah, exactly. You're, ta- I'm taking the risk of who uh, the probably the best no. running back in the league with the best offensive line, and Not all you got to do is make league. it to the playoffs in my in my league it's a little different he, than he he is not the best running back in the league he has the best offensive line in the league you're exactly right there but he is not the best running back in the league plus you're gonna lose him for three games maybe four and what if it's all six like what if what if the nfl decides to say you know what we got enough you know bad pr going on with cte and all this violent stuff and all this you know crap going on we need to lay down the hammer on a six-game suspension on a big-name guy for the biggest team in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. And then you're stuck. Like, he's not going to give you the value there. You, you could get him, in, you get him in the second round, third round, which I still think is crazy. Well, but, look, if no. you don't think he's that good of a running back and he's got the greatest offensive line, then just, just take the backup later on. Who's the back? Is it still... Uh... This is how much. The other day, I saw Darren McFadden running, but the Alfred Morris is there too. I don't know. Anyway, these people, these people want to hear golf takes. Okay, they don't want to hear this. Um, so we had the Wyndham Henrik Stenson totally made me look like a fool. You you actually picked him, so good for you. Um, yeah, I I I basically fully faded him, and that that was no that was no good. We picked twenty eight golfers. We had nine miss the cut. We had five in the top 10 and six in the top 25. It was not our best week, guys. Not our best week. Um, Mullinax, McGirt, Summerhays, Watney, Hadley, Scott Brown, Grayson Murray, James Hahn all missed the cut for us. Uh, We got it right with Stinson. You did. Uh, With Webb. Rory Sabatini. Rory Sabatini, (laughs) Kevin Nye, uh, Harold Varner III. I threw out a little little Troy Merritt there at the end. He was a scrub value that got you like a top 30, I think, or something. Um, you know, some other cut makers, but just not a lot of top 25ers, and it just wasn't wasn't a great week for us. But, you know, sometimes we have those is what it is. Um, it was an interesting week. I mean, you had uh, Sunday was exciting. Martin Flores with a hole-in-one. To basically lock up his tour car, that was just great to see. I mean, I love seeing stuff like that. It was just super cool. 
Ben Crane, same thing on Sunday. I mean, it was that was nuts. Um, so a lot of guys making some runs on Sunday. That's kind of the story within the story on Sunday at the Wyndham is is that whole race to the top 25, and it was cool to see. And you had guys like J.J. Henry, who was the official 125-er, make it in. Um, just It was just cool to see these guys you know, do their thing. I will say, I don't know if you heard about this, but the tragedy in that is Zach Blair finishing number 126, who made the cut but then fell subject to the MDF. Ugh. So there are a lot of people on tour, um, former tour pros and current tour pros, basically standing up for Zach and just talking about how stupid that rule is and the MDF is stupid and if you make the cut you should be able to play on Sunday. Whoa, you know, that, wait a second. Okay, that's I, brutal. I understand that, but he could have played better on Saturday and avoided the MDF. Yeah, agree. I guess I guess whatever. Um I I don't have enough evidence to argue one way or the other, but there was a lot of mo- most of the um the the consensus on Twitter was that the MDF is stupid and it's for reasons like this that it should not be allowed. So anyway. He's he had that. the opportunity to play in many tournaments during the year. That's I don't I don't that argument doesn't hold water with me. Look, true. The rule I mean, I guess itself the, may be the question stupid, is why why have the MDF? Like that's the question. Okay, that's, why even have that's it? fine, but don't don't pin Zach Blair and his one twenty six finish is the reason not to have the MDF. You can you can make a lot of arguments not to have it, but I, I'm not gonna, I'm not buying that it's it's you know I don't know I don't, I don't that just doesn't hold any water with me. I don't really care about that. He had a lot of tournaments he could play ba- better at, or he could have done whatever to finish in the top one twenty five. It was not the MDF that caused him not, you know to not finish in the Top one, you know, you know what, Pat? What, you know what? I actually agree with you 100%. Whoa, yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were about to. No, okay, uh, I think you're 100% right. I think that was a very smart um statement that you made. <laughs> he had plenty of chances, and you're right, you just didn't do it. The rules are rule, is what it is. I think the, the greater question is what is the actual purpose of the MDF? Now, I, now that we could argue for sure. That I'm, I'm not sure. I've, I thought about it today. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the, they're just, I mean, it's not like they're, they're trying to like speed up Sunday because, I mean, typically if there's an MDF, it's only like 10 to 15 more players. I mean, you get them I, off yeah. early and you, you're done with it. I don't really know what, I don't really know if it truly speeds up a Sunday. Um, I, I'm just not real sure. I'm not real sure what the basis for the MDF was, so I, I don't know. If you're just an average, or not even, if you're, if you're new to the game of golf, you probably would look at that, and, and watching PGA Tour events, you would look at an MDF and be like, what the, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, yeah. he made the cut. And he can't, yeah, I think, and he can't I think technically it's I think it's technically made the cut, did not finish or something, right? Yeah, it is, is that what it is. But that's Which just dumb like also. I have so many literally that you know people that are friends and whoever else that listen to us or that know about what we do and play DraftKings. Whenever they see this MDF thing, I always get questions about it, and and it's mostly non golf fans that are just like, "What the hell is this?" Like, <laughs> I think it's when I know it's when is it eighty or more? So if, if the cut is is seventy and ties, is it eighty or more? Yeah, if it's, eighty it, or it more, basically make it happens the cut, because too many people get it. Yeah, too, too many people make the cut on the number. So, and so they carry over, they get to play Saturday, and then they recut again to the top 70 in ties. So if you're not in the top 70 in ties from there, then you don't get to play Sunday. It, it is really kind of a dumb rule. Yeah. When I don't know, maybe somebody else could better explain it to us. It's also screwed me out of some money yeah. on DraftKings, that's for sure. Yeah. And Fantasy Draft, for one, because I, I had a lineup that was killer. About a month. You had a really killer lineup this week. I did. It was it was awesome. Best lineup <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> um, hey guys. Hey hey hey. hey just a uh, PSA. Don't forget to set your <laughs> your lineups. Jeez, what an amateur. What a freaking amateur. Uh, um, speaking of amateur, let's just go ahead and recap our one and done season. It was horrible. It was just horrible. And um, we did figure out that you ended up passing me somehow by like sixty grand. How did I pass I you I, when my guy missed the cut? I don't know. I think you had it wrong last week or something happened. Mm. I don't know. But 
you finished 160th, I think, and I finished 164th. So, yeah, there's that. Um, and the guy that won our league, just props to you. He even picked Stinson on the way out. Last, last, last go, picked Stinson. Had like $12 million in winnings on the uh, one and done. I hope that he Pretty was impressive. Doing, doing that in some money formats yeah because well, he's gonna get some prizes he's gonna get some prizes and maybe even a little uh a little I, I can't remember the prize structure from fantasy fairway but he's gonna get some good stuff from them in fact i think the top few guys are so be on the lookout for that um we released the gino benelli podcast listen don't tune out right here stop don't tune out listen he's a funny cat all right he's a caddy on the pga tour he caddies for Joel Damon. If you don't know who Joel Damon is, totally understandable. <laughs> he is a rookie on the PGA Tour. He came over from the web.com last year, qualified. Um, he will be playing in the web.com finals and trying to keep his, his tour card for next year. Joel, uh, Joel's a rookie on tour. Gino is one of his longtime buddies who's been his caddy this year, so he's a rookie caddy on tour, but caddied for Joel in, uh, on the web.com tour. And... Gino recently made headlines because he tweeted a job application to caddy for Rory McIlroy. And it was quite hilarious, and it got a lot of attention. And we saw it and loved it and thought it was funny. So we touched, uh, we touched base with Gino and, uh, and stalked him a little bit. And he is funny all day long. Like, the dude is, is a really good follow on Twitter. You must follow him on Twitter. Um, in fact, let me go retrieve that Twitter handle while I'm, while I'm talking about it because I can't remember off the top of my head. but. Uh, the guy is a trip, and we had like a pff, hour-long conversation with him. He's at Gino Benelli, G-E-N-O-B-O-N-N-A-L-I-E. He's very funny, and we talked about a lot of good stuff. To include, but not limited to, Caddy Tears, two Guinness Book of World Records that he holds, Breaking Arms on the Golf Course, the caddy, on, I'm sorry, not the caddy, the player on the PJ Tour with the most game with the ladies, if you know what I mean. Mm. Marriage advice to Rory McIlroy and um, telling the guy that you work for that you have him on your DraftKings roster. It was really good. You need to listen to it, so go check it out. Anything more to add to the, to the Gino conversation there, Pat? No, it was just a lot of fun talking with him and... You know, just just listen to it. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's worth the listen for sure. Um, what else? Let's see. Oh, uh, we got a lot of orders to get out. Do you have orders out, Pat? What do you have? Do you have? Are you all caught up? I'm pretty much caught up. I've got one right. one order that I need. Listen, to get guys, out. we we had some confusion. PGA Championship really messed us up a lot, and then we got all these other little side things going on. If we owe you something that we made a bet on or what, whatever, please just just send us an email because we're not trying to screw you out of your bet. We we're a two man operation and and it's it's it, there's a lot going on. So sometimes I make a bet and Pat doesn't know about it or vice versa. So just just forgive us. Communicate with us. We will gladly get you what you need. Yeah, call us um, out. And communicate. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, we look we. All the orders that I do, because I'm I'm the order person that that come through our website, are easy to track. But when we got these bets and all these other things out there, sometimes we forget. So we yeah. forgive us for that. But you know, go yeah. ahead and send us a message. Tell us you didn't get something. Email us info at tourjunkies.com. Info at tourjunkies.com. Okay. The other thing I want to tell you before we get into the course breakdown, yours truly, DB is going to be in Chicago next week a week from today i'll be doing the show from chicago i'm pretty excited about it um i will be there and i'm looking to well let's see i got a couple things on the agenda number one i'm going to a a cubs game i believe tuesday night the 29th it'll be me and another friend of mine um if you guys want to join us you're welcome to if you can help me get some good tickets help me with that as well i would appreciate it and i may trade you some uh tour junkie swag for doing so and other than that, probably going to do Top Golf one night. So we'll let you guys know. We'd love to rendezvous at Top Golf and hang out. I did that last time I was in Chicago. This is my last trip to Chicago for a while. So if you're there, let me let me know. Uh, last time we met up with Wedge and Jared, who's pretty cool. 
and we had a good time. So just I'll be, to, a, just I'll want, be uh, just to at Tabby Allen this weekend if anybody's there. There you go. So, yeah, look me up. There you go. Actually, don't. <laughs> don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, do. It's gonna be. It will be entertaining. Um. All right. That's it. That's all I got. I'm ready to get in this. You good? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Give me the course breakdown for the Glen Oaks Club. All right. So yes, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we are at the Northern Trust. This is the beginning of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So you've got the 125 in here. Sands a few players at Glen Oaks Club, which is in Westbury or Westbury, New York. Par 70 is playing 7,300 yards. Um, it's pretty dry out there. You know, they haven't had a whole lot of rain. And also, if you look at the forecast, you're not going to see much for at least during the tournament rounds. It is looking fantastic. I mean, beautiful weather. I wish it was like that here because it's going to be like in the 70s, hardly any wind. Now, it could change, so we'll see what happens. Um, but, you know, you got, you know, the fairways here are, you know, and I, I think you need to be accurate off the tee, but it's not necessarily a, mu- a must. I will say this. We talked to a player and a caddy today, and we learned a little bit because this is a new course this week that they have not played. One thing we learned is that it plays very similar to, or it looks similar to Augusta National. Um, I talked to the player or texted with the player because, you know, as we know on the podcast, I'm privileged. David, David talked to the caddy. So uh, we got a few. It's so fitting, by the way. It's so (laughs) fitting when I think about it that you have the relationship with the players and I have the relationship with the caddies. No offense to the caddies. I'm a big fan of our caddies. Probably getting better information. Oh, that's for sure. Anyway, anyway. the the particular player I talked to said that um, you definitely want to look at folks who are good around the greens. He mentioned Spieth in particular, um, which we all know he's great around the greens. Uh, And that you didn't necessarily have to be a bomber here. Um, It it could help, but it wasn't a necessity to, to do well. So take that for what it's worth. You know who I really wish was here was Sergio Garcia. I feel like he would check all the boxes this week, but he's not. So uh, we'll have to worry about him when he comes back on. Um, you got Poa Greens. Now, now you heard from a caddy, a conflicting report, but I think that yeah, has yeah. something to do with how they play, which is important. They could, they could be Poa or whatever the hell kind of grass, but if they putt like bent grass, then to me, I'm going to be looking at you know, who plays best on those fast, hard greens. So there you go. Well, and I'll just, since you, since you read it right off the text, I will read the text from a caddy who has been that, been out to the golf course and seen the course. And today uh, he said, yeah, they are bent grass. Nobody has really played here to my knowledge other than Jim Herman. So the greens will be new to everyone. Then he says, better be driving it in the short grass this week or have a really sharp wedge game. If it's not, if it, if it's not in the short grass, it's going to be a short week. And I said, the fairways are kind of wide though, right? And he said, yeah, they are. So, that's that. Um, basically, with the green surfaces, I, I, I tend to listen to the caddy, and, and if they play like that or if he thinks they rolled like bent, then treat them like that. But honestly, I'm not taking it into consideration whatsoever. It, it just If it's a mixed bag like this, mixed review, it's new greens anyway, I, I, don't, I, I'm, I would prefer just focus on something else um, for me personally. So I don't have a single putting stat that I weighted this week. For me, it's all about the tee to green stuff. So. My key stats while we're there are strokes gained off the tee. Um, not necessarily leaning bombers, but you know th- there are some guys who gain strokes off the tee not being bombers. So I-, I got some of those circled. Strokes gained approach, strokes gained around the green, which is that scrambling um, number that your player talked about. And par four scoring is a as it's a par seventy. So those are the four big ones. And I looked at. Uh, just to give you some more detail, if I say they check that box, it means according to Fantasy National, they are in the top 20 in this field for the last 24 rounds checking those boxes. And then I did look at one more stat. I'm, I'm, at the, I'm in the five stat category this week, which 
I used to do a lot more often. Now I've tried to narrow it down a little bit. But the last one is proximity. Yeah. A little, a little page out of Pat Perry's book. Yes. Proximity, the last 12 rounds. So I went last 12 because I want to know, like, very recently who's throwing darts. So, uh, again, if you, if you check the box in proximity, that you're, you're in the top 20 in the field over the last 12 rounds based on Fantasy Nationals numbers. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, there, obviously, there's no course history to go off on. I, I'm really not getting wrapped up in the whole, like, comp course debate. Yes, Scott Brown talked about how it reminds him of Augusta. That may be aesthetically and as far as like how it's how it's maintained, but as far as how it plays, I'm just not really getting wrapped up into that. I'm listening yeah. to the player, the caddy that have seen the golf course. I'm going to go on a lot of form and and I'm going to try to rely on these stats this week. So that's that's my plan. I'm with you, man. I mean, most of all the stats uh, I match up with there. I, I think I may look at a little putting though. I, I, I'm. I'm going to kind of narrow it down to just the, the folks who play well on fast surfaces, hard surfaces. So I, I do think that, that that is going to matter a little bit. So Another thing to think about, for especially for our new players, this being a shorter field. You've only got like 120 guys in the field. It's still the cut line is still top 70 in ties. So uh, you're going to get around 60% of the field is going to make it through the weekend. So you can look at that a couple different ways. I mean, number one, that that does mean for sure that if you don't have six of six through the cut, that lineup is probably not cashing. So a five of six is probably not going to do it for you just because there's going to be a lot more teams this week with six of six through. Now, based on that logic, you could go one of two ways. You could go... Well, if I know I got to get six of six because everybody's going to have six of six, that actually makes me inclined more to do a balanced lineup to make sure that I get six of six through. Or you can look at it this way and say, hey, 60% of the guys are going to make the cut. I'm going to go studs and duds and basically, you know, put all my risk in a couple of duds. And if they make the cut, then I'm, I'm, I'm rolling good. So there's a couple different ways you can look at it there. Um, but that's 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 how it is. I also I'll think have a little you, bit of both. I also think if you're uh, you know looking at GPPs, you can easily leave some money on the table, even maybe more so than you might typically. Also a good point. Yes. So strong field. That's why you got a strong yeah. field here. Good players. So yeah, leaving money on the table is probably a good thing if you're playing in a larger GPP. That's the other thing. I do think ownership's going to be a bigger deal. I, I definitely think it's going to be a big deal this week. So. I do. There are some players that I think I will bring up, or at least a couple in particular, that I'm gonna that I like early on, but only if if I see that their ownership is going to look lower later in the week. Yeah, I mean, you know, recording this on Monday night, we have really not a great sense of ownership at this point, so we'll have to hit you later. Let's uh, let's get into it. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, I'll start us off in the five-digit range. There are two guys in this five-digit range that checked four of my five boxes, including they both checked the proximity box, throwing darts in the last 12 rounds. And it's one guy who you would think it would be, and that's Hideki, checks every single box. And then it's Jordan Spieth. So uh, the, the only box he's missing is the strokes gained off the tee, which we've all seen his driver troubles lately, but a little bit wider fairway I'm okay with. Nobody scrambles like Spieth. Um, he's just one of the best scramblers on tour. So I'm going, I'm going Hideki and Jordan. That's it. I mean, Rory, I, who knows what's going on with his rib issue. DJ at that price is going to be extremely chalky. Um, so, yeah, those are the two guys I'm planting my flag on. That's it. Well, I actually, uh, so I, I, I can see Hideki. I, I can't really argue with you there. I love Spieth this week. He's my number one play in this this uh, over 10K category. Um, like you said, he pretty much just checks every box. Scrambling, proximity, par four scoring, all of those. So I love Jordan Spieth this week. I, there's, there's a part of me, though. All right, so I mentioned, you know, ownership. Do you think that DJ is really going to be that chalky at 10-8? Like, I'm kind of wondering what's what's going to happen with him right there. I think a lot of people are going to like him at 10-8. I think they're going to come off of Rory because he's he's the injury question is there. I mean, he a, a few I mean a few days ago he's talking about how we weren't going to see him until next year, and then all of a sudden he decides to play. 
he's only $100 less than an injured Rory. I think a lot of people are going to take him. Um, I mean, to, to see a name like DJ, the fifth name on the list, he hasn't been that in, in forever. And, and I know his form isn't great, but I, I just think people are going to see that savings at 10-8 and jump on it. Yeah, I mean, that's the part of me that, that like you just said, was form that makes me wonder where that's going to fall because I, I could – uh, there, I, I may take some DJ this week, and I just—he's going to be one of those guys that I just want to kind of see where it looks like the ownership's going. I think Ricky Fowler's probably going to be maybe the top owned guy here, him and maybe Spieth. But uh, so there you go. I'm with you there. I love Spieth. Well, you're terrible at predicting ownership, anyway. So. I am so bad. Really that bad is true. That. Like I can't sit there and argue with you on that <laughs> one. All right. Anybody in the nine K range for you? Uh, I actually, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Jason Day, who has been kind of my GPP guy lately. I thought that, uh, you know, I played him at the PGA and some just, just I threw him in on some GPPs. And, you know, he checks the box and strokes gain around the green for me, uh, you know. So I, I do think Jason Day at 9,700 just is a, is, a, is a really good price for him. But my favorite guy here is going to be Paul Casey at 9,000. Obviously checks the box on recent form, strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee, and also par four scoring. So if, if you want my number one guy in this 9K range, it is going to be Casey. But I do like Jason Day in, in some GPPs. And the you look at I mean, Day is really like, he's improved. I mean, but when you look at, he missed the, the cut in two straight events, you know, two months ago. But then since then, he's had a 27th, a 24th, and then a top 10 at the PGA with really just a stupid hole on 18, which you obviously <laughs> were able to uh, witness because you were right there pointing out where the ball was on TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I just I like him. So there you go. Yeah, I don't mind the day logic there. He He checked a couple boxes for me. I think for me, it might be a wait and see on the ownership. If a lot of people are remembering that stupidity on uh, on on eighteen, and they're going to be off of him, then I agree with you. I think that's an interesting play. Uh, but I'm with you in, in complete agreement with Paul Casey. He, there are four players in this field that checked four of my five boxes. I've named Hideki and Spieth, who were the first two. Casey is the third. I just can't argue with his stats right now. He is really popping, and without any course history, you're really just looking at form. And stats and ownership, um, I think I think he's a guy, and, and he's definitely one I would start a lot of cash lineups with, or at least put you know as a uh, considering cash because I think he's a I think he's a lock to make the cut at nine thousand. It's a good price, and clearly the guy statistically is just is just doing all things really well from tee to green. So uh, I'm all in favor of, of Paul Casey. That's the that's the one guy I'm going to hang my hat on. So um, in the 8k range i don't have a lot in here this may be where i don't know maybe this is where there's a a little bit of an edge somewhere Uh, i think i'm gonna get on matt kuchar who i've been off of a little bit for the last couple of weeks just as he recovers from the the open championship and and the letdown there but uh, checks the box in scrambling checks the box in par four scoring we know he's he's a cut maker he's a backdoor top 10 machine 8700 I kind of uh I kind of like a little I kind of like a little cooch. Um other than that, I think Berger could be interesting. Just burned a just burned a boatload of people. Just so many people. Um whatever that last event was. What 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 I can't remember what the PGA. Everybody was on him for the PGA. All of DFS was on him for the PGA. Just burned so many people. Um, but he checks the box and strokes gain approach and par four scoring. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. So we'll see what his ownership could be because if a lot of people are going to be off of him, that that could be another good play. But Kuchar's my favorite in this range. I- I'm staying pretty disciplined in like the eight to in the eight K range and above. I'm I'm going to have like a very small number of guys who I'm rocking, and then I'm going to make up a lot of my other lineups from this seven and six K range. Well, I think uh, you know. For me, if you're looking at uh, just strategy, and Paul Casey, I'm with you. I think he's one of those kind of locks in your lineup. But if you add Paul Casey and Jason Day, and then you want to kind of fill your lineup from there, uh, you know, you're going to be in that seven range and, and the low eight range. And and so 
I feel like you got to peg these guys right. I'm with you on Cooch. I do like John Rahm, though. I mean, 8,900 is just I, – I think he's probably going to be pretty chalky there. But checks the box on strokes gain off the tee. Also, par four, birdie or better percentage. When I looked at the putting stats as far as fast greens and you know firm and fast, he, he checked the box there. So I do like Rahm at 8,900. Also, Rose, to me, is interesting at 8,300. He's the other guy – that I want to know where his ownership is come Wednesday. Because I think a lot of people are going to look at him and say, okay, wait, we got Justin Rose, 8,300. That just seems way too cheap for him. So they may, there may be some, you know, some folks that, that gravitate to him because of that. But I do think, you know, and he's, his play has not been great as late. But I do, for GPPs, I do like Justin Rose at 8,300. Um, you know, if you if you want to now, you didn't like the comparison to the Augusta National, which I, obviously no course is just like the Augusta National. But if you're looking at a little bit wider fairways, you're looking at around the greens, that kind of stuff. You know, Justin Rose obviously played the course incredible back in April uh, in the you know getting into the playoff with Sergio. So I, I think Rose is interesting to me at 8,300. But other than that, I'm with you on Berger, and that's about it. So there you go. Um, why don't you why don't you start off the uh the seven K, like the mid to high set seven K, I just don't think you can avoid Charlie Hoffman. Um, you know, he's been playing absolutely fantastic. This is another course that should set up pretty well for him. if you're looking at stats, he's he's one of those scores, especially on par fours. Uh, seventy nine hundred to me is is a pretty good price for him. I'm going to be in this range a lot. I like I like Hoffman and I love Francisco Molinari. I mean, I think he is just to me this is the ideal course. He, if if I had a one and done pick this week, I know ours ended. I'm going to go with with Francesco. He would be my one and done this week. Checks the box on strokes gained approach, also strokes gained off the tee. Even, obviously, he's very accurate off the tee. I don't think you have to worry about that at all with him. So he's he's probably going to be – he is my top guy in the 7,000 range. Yeah, I got Molinari, a few others, but but I'll let you kind of fill in right here, and then I'll go at the bottom here. Well, we're, we're barking up the same tree here because we agree on a lot of guys, and Molinari is the fourth and final player that checks four of five boxes for me. So the, to recap, those four would be Hideki, Spieth, Casey, and Molinari. He's one of those guys who just stroke chain off the tee for not being a bomber. Uh, he's what we like to call a short knocker, is yeah. Molinari. He's one of those guys who can just, you know, even on long par fours and some of these par fives, he still just scores really well. Um, and and, and I, I like him. I love the price. I mean, love the price. And and. Don't really care what his ownership is going to be at this point either. So uh, I don't mind Hoffman. I uh, didn't really have a whole lot of him circled, but don't don't mind him. I'm probably going to get a little bit of Webb Simpson. I mean, checks the box scrambling, another par four scorer in great form. Don't mind Webb. I don't mind a little Keegan. Cool. Strokes gained off the tee, par four scoring. And in, in the mid-range, that's kind of it. But as I keep going down... I'm kind of a fan of Ian Poulter. I'm going to get back on the Poulter train. He checks three or four boxes for me, including strokes gained approach, uh, around the green, and par four scoring. Um, might have a little Brian Harmon right there below him, also a around the green and par four kind of scoring guy. Just the, the salary savers. Uh, and then the, the last one that's kind of my GPP play is going to be Jim Herman. Strokes gained Whoa. off the tee. And uh, strokes gain around the green, the Herminator. He's also 81st in the FedEx Cup standings. you got to be in the top 100 after this to make it to, uh, to the next event. So, I mean, he, he's, he's, not, he's not in grave danger, but it is going to get more competitive here as 25 guys are not going to be in the standings for, uh, to continue the FedEx Cup. So I think a little extra motivation for the Herminator. Like I said, our caddy friend mentioned that Herman had seen the place before, so... I think I'll have a little bit of him. Oh, uh, totally with you on Poulter. He is uh, just like you said. He checks every box for me. I love him, or not every box, but he's he's up there. Um, Seven thousand is a great price for him. I think, uh, like 
our player said that we talked to, you know, being, you know, great around the greens. If you've watched Poulter at all since, like, just the last, literally, like, two or three months, he has been incredible around the greens, out of the bunkers, out of wherever he is. Uh, if he's missing greens, he's, I, I don't know, he's, he's, been, he's been good. So I, I love Poulter. Also, Xander Shuffle at 7,000. He checks that proximity stat that you mentioned earlier. His recent form has been great. Um, strokes gained off the tee, par four birdie or better percentage. All of those he checks the box. So I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be on him as well. You know, what are your thoughts on Tony Finau this week? Because he's always kind of the DFS darling. So I feel like we can't not mention him. But there's a part of me that wants to fade him because I feel like his ownership's just going to be way too high right here. It always is. Uh, he always is pretty popular. I don't think it'll be too high. I mean, I do think it's a really good price for that name down there. But I think in this deep field with this many options and and you know a better field, I think he'll it'll kind of get spread out a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't mind him if somebody wants to play him. I don't. I don't mind. I, I think. Uh, I think another guy to look at actually while we're while we're here is this Richie Warinsky fellow who's uh, had a few good tournaments in a row here lately. Um, including last week at 7,100. Just another GPP play, but currently sits 108 in the FedEx Cup ranking, so he's got he's to move up to make it to next week. He's motivated, and, um, and, and he's just had a, a little streak here the last two or three weeks playing really well. Uh, so I think he's interesting. Um, I, th- I think, too, if you're going to pivot off of uh, you know, somebody who might be higher-owned like, like Tony Finau, I, I, would, I would maybe look at J.B. Holmes this week. I knew you were going to – you say – you're starting to say J.B. Holmes as much as you say Kiz. And no you say way. And you say Holmes. Like Holmes. It's, it's like so country that it comes out like British or something. <laughs> you're like, I think you should look at J.B. Holmes. <laughs> you're you're going to go back and listen to this, and you're going to hear it, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, it does. It sounds like, it sounds like I've got a, a, a British accent. It's kind of like – J.B. Holmes. It's kind of like, like again. Again. By the way, but you're like I kind of like JB Holmes. <laughs> you do say him like every week. By the way, the listeners will will agree with me. I guarantee you. No, if you went back and listened to it, just about all. any field that JB is in, you pick. I him. mentioned him in the PGA, but I did not. That's that's about it. Which was probably the last event he's played in, and then you mentioned it was him in the, the last event, event before that. It, I don't and think in the event before that. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, what would be the all Pat team? It would be Kiz, JB Holmes. That's just JB, not even true because JB's not JB a guy. Holmes. Talk, that's not a guy I talk about every week. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You'd be shocked if you paid attention to who you talk. Yes, you would. You would. I swear you would. I'm not making this up. I It'd don't be think Xander Shoffley. Like Xander Shoffley would be in there. An all Pat team. It would not. JB would not make the cut. Dude, I've already got it figured out. Yes, yes, he would. Kisner, J.B. Holmes, Xander Shoffley, Russell Henley. That would be another one. You'd have those four in there. Those are all four years. No way, Shoffley. What are you talking about? This is the- You love to pick Shoffley. You're always like, uh, as I like to call him the chef, which is just a stupid nickname as well, is Shoffley, not Chefley. And you're like, I like to call him the chef. Because it just there's a it just rolls off the tongue better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> those are your four. I gotta figure out who the other two would be. For the all pat team, they might not be in this field right now. Rory is usually a go to, but I can't. I can't get mad at you. For See, Rory. that's that's what I thought you were going to. Charles go to. Howell. Charles Howell be the fifth. No, be the fifth. not true. You're like yeah. you're, now. You're thinking of my dad. No, that's you too. You've inherited that gene. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. But anyway, that, that's five. Anyway, this is stupid. That's I do. I, I will say. Russell Henley does stand out to me a little bit on this. How in the hell does Russell Henley stand well, out? Well, and actually, he didn't check any boxes for me, so full disclosure, he did not. But I do think he's a name down here getting a little lost. 7K. Um, I, just, I just feel like, I mean, sandwiched between Morgan Hoffman and Vaughn Taylor, like he's a, he's a way better player than that. Um, he and does I just, typically putt well, though, on, on greens similar to this. He is, um, he's not the most accurate guy in the world, which I think is fine for, I mean, obviously, you know, we need to be in the short grass, but a little wider fairways than normal. I I just think, I think Henley could sneak up 
and do something here. Ownership is always iffy, but I bet he's a little lower owned than than we think. Anyway, all right, that's I, it for I, me. Yeah, in the yeah. If, now look, if now that we're probably going down into the six K range, I'm just going to say that I don't really have a lot of guys here because I'm going to be more average price line this week, and so this is going to be all your category, buddy. You're boring in the 6K. You're always, like, scared to take a risk in the 6K. No, no, no. You used to say that I would throw out all these guys when you we got down to the do bottom. That. That's true. So maybe you scared me away from that. But there's some good names. I mean, it's a, it's a good field, so there's some well, good I had names. Well, I had a guy written down, but you, you already shamed me for him, so I'm not going to mention Charles Howell. <laughs> See, um, <laughs> I told you. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, does check the box, obviously, on, uh, you know, he's been playing well recently. Uh, he um, missed the cut at the Pete. No, he didn't miss the cut. No, he he made the cut really because I was standing there right when he walked DFL. off. Yeah. yeah, and then, uh, but he is a good scrambler. Which well, can... I'm, I'm going to throw out some names here because, like I said, I, I think when you've got 60% of the field making the cut, you can go with a studs and does lineup, and there are guys in this 6K range who could come up and top five or potentially win this event. I don't think there's many that could win, but I think there's a few that could. I agree. But, I, but, but let I me, let me before, you, before you go into yours, since I only have hardly, I don't have hardly any of these guys. Um, even though he missed three cuts in a row, but he had a top 10 finish last week in seventh place, Cam Smith. At sixty nine hundred, right there at the top, he he's had, finally back. Like had, I wanted him back for forever. last week. Yeah, and yeah. another guy that's a great scrambler. I think that's. I think Cam Smith is just. He's the great, fantastic play of the week. So there you go. Wow, that's a bold. That's a bold call. Great, fantastic play of the week, Cam Smith. All right. Other than um, that, I'm just going to have to throw it off to you because I don't really have a ton of guys in here, except for Jonas Blix. <laughs> you, you're also famous for that. Well, I don't really have anybody. Well, I do have this guy. Well, let me say this. Are you, are you sure you're done? Are I'm you done. seriously going to Go play ahead. Jonas Blix in this field? Yeah, I am. You love him on fast green. That is such – that is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. that's so ridiculous. He's a he's a flyer pick for me, obviously. But yeah, well, if you're looking at putting he's stats, f- fly right off of your. I can't think of it right now. Um, I bet you he makes the cut. I bet you he doesn't. I bet you he's one of the forty percent that does not. I bet you he makes the cut. He won't. Uh, if you want to, if you want to name in the six K who could win, Charles Schwartzel right there at sixty nine hundred is one. Other than him, I think. Graham Dillette actually popped a lot of bo- checked a lot of boxes Pop, for me. Popped a lot of boxes. He popped a lot of boxes. He checked the box in strokes gained approach, par four scoring, and proximity in the last twelve rounds. He's the only guy in the six K to check three of my five boxes. So I might have to roll with a little Dillette. That's scary. He cannot win. That's for sure. But you know what? Uh, another guy who I did not really see coming, but the more I look at him, I think he's a GPP play, not a cash play whatsoever. Checks the box in strokes gained approach. Checks the box in strokes gained around the green. He currently sits at 114th in the FedEx Cup ranking. So he's got to get in that top 100 and a little, little more motivation for him. At 6,800 is Harris English. Yeah, that's right. Harris English. A little scary. Total GPP play. Also like Harold Varner there at 6,800. Varner snuck in. Uh, at 123, so he's got to have like a, a a win or top five to to make it into next week. He seems motivated as well, so I don't mind Harold Varner, Shez Reevy, Shestacle, 6700. Uh, also checks the box and strokes ain't approach and the proximity number. Shez, let me see where Shez is on the ranking here, because I do think that's I do think that means something. Oh, Shez looking pretty good. He's 63 in the ranking, so he's all right. Uh, Brendan Hagee, I think, is worth getting on, even though he missed the he missed the cut last week. No, he didn't miss the cut last week. He just didn't play well. What what he didn't finish well. Or did he miss the cut last week? I can't remember. Do you remember? I didn't end up having a lot of them. I didn't have any I went more Trey Mullinax. He did kinda, he did miss the cut though. He yeah. had he had two straight rounds of even par. Yeah, I don't mind hopping back on him after that miscut. Just uh, again in, in GPP formats, he has been playing well. Again, another guy who's just going to be m- highly motivated. Um, 
you know, some of these rookies who, you know, this is their first experience. I mean, can you imagine like a year ago, you're on the web.com tour, bro. And like if you won, you won a couple hundred thousand dollars. And now you're playing in the FedEx Cup playoffs for 10 million. I mean, it's a, it's a big freaking deal. Like I bet some of these guys are going to be locked in. And some of them are going to buckle under the pressure in the field and it's whatever. But I think there's some guys that could pop here, um, especially, again, on a course that no one's seen. No, no one's really had a whole lot of experience on. Let me ask you this, mm-hmm. just out of curiosity. I can't remember. Um, did Cody Gribble win a tournament in the fall? He did. Okay, so that's the only reason. So I he's know. exempt. Yeah, and he's yeah. exempt for next because year. Because I'm looking at this. I'm sitting here looking at this, and I'm like, this guy has made like two cuts all year yeah. long. Yeah. And he's, he's still. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Don't all play right. Cody Gribble. That's it for me. That's all I got. Outstanding. Well, don't forget to uh, check out the Gino Benelli podcast. It is a good one. You will not regret it. We hope you guys have some green screens this week. Hopefully our picks will be better than last week. They can't do much worse. So that, that we got that going for us. And, um, yeah, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, at tour underscore junkies if you don't already. Like our Facebook page, too. We need more likes on the Facebook page. Just search Tour Junkies. And then check out the website, tourjunkies.com. We got an article going up on One Groove Low, I'm sure, from Mr. Ash Morrison on your European tour content for the week. And um, buy some swag. Put Pat to work. That's all I got, Pat. Good show. Short, sweet, to the point. Let's have a good week for the Northern Trust. See ya! Oh! What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. 